There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Motability offers from nil advance payment. Visit MacklinMotors.com for more info. Let's go! Thursday evening, Paul Cooney here with Peter Grant, the Celtic legend, and we're less than 24 hours away from the first of the World Cup quarterfinals. And Peter, isn't it brilliant that a couple of adopted Scots are going to be playing tomorrow for Croatia against Brazil? Of course, Juranovic and maybe Barisic as well. Fantastic, you know, and it's great. It's great for the Scottish game. When clubs uh, you're getting mentioned, your players that that quality are in a quarter final at a World Cup, and it's fantastic for everybody. And it'll be interesting to see you're playing against two of the best wingers in Rafinha and Vinicius yeah. Junior. You know, you're playing against them. We'll see how good they are. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know what the talking has been in recent days about Juranovic? Is he going to go? And I think the Celtic fans, they'd like him to stay. But there's a succession plan already. Alistair Johnson is in already at Lennox Town. What do you think about Juranovic? Where could he be going? And, and how much would he cost? Well, I think that how well he's done in the competition as well. Mm. You know, because people always say, oh, it's only Scotland, it's only this or that. We've seen it last year, what happened with Bassey and all these guys, you know, yep. the amount of money they went for at the end up. And I think Juranovic has done himself great, fantastic, plays with some wonderful players, but he's done his job really. The one thing I've noticed about me, he gets up and down that pitch for 90-odd minutes, mm. you know, whatever it's ten, constantly. And that heat they're all talking about, but his effort and his commitment, and I can see a lot of clubs, because that's what they're looking for now, is full-backs who get up and down the pitch, because they become your attackers, because everybody else is more locked in in the middle of the pitch. So they become your outball, and he's done tremendously well, so fair credit to him. And Celtic last year, or the year before, got, what, £12.5 for Jeremy Frimpong, and Juranovic, could he be on his way to Bayer Leverkusen if Frimpong moves to somewhere like Man United, which has been mooted? Well, that's what they're talking about. There's a few clubs Juranovic is getting mentioned with. And the good thing for me, and the pleasing thing for us, they've not been coming out, his agents have not been coming out, the players have not been coming out. They've just been getting on and doing their work, which players should do. And if they're going to move on, he's probably spoke to the manager, probably, as you say, Celtic with the succession plan in place. And that's very important. If you're going to lose players, you've got someone else to come in. And Johnson and young Tony has done fantastically well as well. Are you enjoying the World Cup? We ask you every week. We ask everyone who comes in. It's hotting up. I am enjoying it, but unfortunately, I'm hoping my dreams no coming through. Remember, oh, no, I said to England. I yeah. <laughs> I Barry said, I had similar things. So, Peter Grant, what are you saying? Well, I said England right for yeah. the start. Yeah. You know, I said that I thought they would win it because I think for middle to front, they're as good as anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in Pappy's not up, and Messi's not up. unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. I just think when you look at the, the full picture of it, you look at the, there's four or five players who are match winners in these teams. You look at them, Pappy. Don't get me wrong, I think France have been outstanding. You see Party Brazil for the first half of the other evening there were outstanding and you look at that front four or five. Yeah. But I'm no still oh, Rick Carlson, for me I like Jesus better. I know he's out uh-huh. injured. He's, yeah. But I think Jesus I think yep. Jesus is a better all round striker, but Rick Carlson scored goals. And they love him in that Brazil. He's blossomed, team. doesn't he? Oh, he's been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that because I don't see him as a number nine because I don't think he's that type of player that can link and has that movement as a natural number nine. You know, but you look at Giroud who's been wonderful, wonderful yep. player for mm-hmm. France. You look at him, Papi, everything. Top scorer. Absolutely, and Griezmann. 
Griezmann's a top, top talent everybody forgets about. And Dembele's had a bit of form for them as well. Right, let's get a race and see who it is. Kyle Walker or Mbappe? Who's going to be faster? We're going to find out at the weekend, aren't we? <laughs> I'd be taking Mbappe. Yeah, indeed. He's very special, Especially when you're running he? forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So here on the Go Radio Football Show, we've got Barry Ferguson, who said, look out for England. They may well do it. And Peter Grant has said it already. So you never know. Croatia against Brazil by this time tomorrow. We'll know if Brazil are through as the favourite or Croatia who've got a great track record they've gone uh, all the way in the past but not quite winning it that's 3 o'clock tomorrow and then Netherlands against Argentina tomorrow evening and we're always looking for adopted Scots I don't know if Virgil van Dijk still qualifies oh, but my goodness Celtic fans remember him fondly <laughs> yeah. oh, absolutely he's got to count you know what I mean there's, there's absolutely no doubt in that and the pleasing thing for Scotty Gemmel was the manager at 21 when I worked with him and we played against Holland and we beat them 2-0 and Paisley and you had the Young and all that playing. You oh, wow. Denzel Dumfries, because we were laughing because his name was Dumfries course, playing against yeah, yeah. us, you know. These were all playing in that particular game and we beat them 2-0. We won 2-0. We won 2-0 yeah. and we played exceptionally well. Uh, like Scott McKenna and that would make their debut for the 21s, I think, that night. And we beat them 2-0. And it's great to see these guys have went on and blossomed, as guys have done with Scotland, you know. But it's good to see these guys playing at World Cups now. And it just shows you the quality when young boys come through. And you're seeing that with Spain the day that they lose Enrique Goat loses his job. But yeah. under 21 coach takes over yeah. as the main man, you know. So It shows you they think he's got the continuity. Uh, the continuity a very young squad as well, yeah. who's probably dealt with a lot. There's a, the Spain squad have got a lot of young players coming through all at the one time you see Pedri, Gavi and that are already there but they've all been part of the 21s and the 19s, 18s and all that through with them so and I think it's an easy fit that one because you'll know them very very well anyway Is that a bit unfair do you think to Lewis Enrique that he wasn't given another chance I had a feeling I mean when they went out the other day I think most people thought it's going to be Adios He's I, I think it yeah. was I think it was him that's yeah. made the decision Lewis I think everybody said they probably lacked that clinical finisher with the amount of possession he had and you've got to give Morocco great credit you know, for the way they defended but even though they won the first game 7 you always looked upon it as I said if they got that finisher against the big sides if they got that one who can take that chance and I think there's always been a question mark over this group not about their talent not about the way they play but did they have that clinical finisher if they only got one or two chances within the game even though they've got 80% possession it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing isn't it unbelievable Netherlands against Argentina tomorrow evening and of course Messi on the wires the news is that when his contract's up at PSG then Messi could be on his way to the MLS so taking the American money is it going to be when you saw Portugal the other night could it be Messi versus Ronaldo or Ramos actually after his hat trick could it be a Portugal Argentina well, I, I think final? that's what everybody was talking about prior to it. that was the ideal scenario 2-2 two, 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 yeah. you know in the final minutes of the game there's a penalty kick or a penalty shootout and it's Messi and Ronaldo the last two penalties or whatever and they've all talked about this because that's the way their careers have overlapped as I say to everybody completely different types of players it's been a joy and an honour to live through them playing we talk about the Puskases the Pellies, and we were fortunately just to see wee bits and bobs of them but we live right through the Messi's I remember what being at the European final at Wembley when he was yeah. unbelievable the Barcelona team were unbelievable that night but just it was a joy to watch uh, Messi that particular evening uh, tear Manchester United apart and you're talking about top quality players like Ferdinand and whatever so you see all these quality players and listen I've really enjoyed it I know it's yeah. a lot of criticism for different things but the football wise I've really enjoyed the games just looking at the temperatures here in Glasgow I heard Sophie there at 5 we'll hear her again at 6 minus 1 at the moment here in the fair city uh, Doha 
24. <laughs> not too bad. And, it's, and, you know, they're three hours ahead of us. I thought we were so, supposed to be doing a live show for you over there. Yeah. Well, it could be arranged if... Um, <laughs> if you could work it out, uh, like your usual holiday. If England don't get to the final. No, listen, we're on these islands and, I, you know, the people, I think, have been a bit calmer. I said that last night as well. I don't sense that they're going crazy yet about football's coming home and all the rest of it. I think they're being a bit more modest about it and let's wait to see what happens. I think because this is the first big test for Gareth Southgate. I don't think he's played anyone in tournaments in recent years during his time against a team that he was expected to lose to. He's always been expected to win. This is their biggest test, France. I think the biggest thing, and that's probably one of the reasons that I fancied them, because if you remember, five or six games they'd went in and they hadn't won, which is very unusual for England. They hadn't lost for such a long time. So there wasn't all that hullabaloo you going about, you know, it's coming home and we get sick listening to it, you know, we're all hoping they get beaten, whatever. But they've got fantastic players, there is absolutely no doubt of that, and we never can take that away. Gareth, I've met many occasions, a fantastic guy, you know, really gets up on his job, works really, really hard at his job, you know. And the good thing about him, he's not been swayed, because there's been a lot of public opinion about different mm -hmm. things, you know, about certain players should play in. Every, I mean, especially in England and all, it's a bit similar up here, but you've got the divide down there is probably north and south. You know what I mean? That's the problem you have. You have the all the northern guys want all the Manchester players to be playing, and yeah, down south sure. you want all the, the London boys to basically to be playing, and you get that all the time. So I think he stuck to his guns, and it's it's always nice when you're winning. You know, it was like Santos all night there for Portugal. Leaves Ronaldo out, mm. the young man yeah. comes in and gets a hat trick. Perfect, because then there's no argument. Then nobody can. They don't even need to ask a, a question, answer a question. Sorry, on Ronaldo then, because of the fact that the young man scored the hat trick. Conchalo Ramos, there's a yeah. name we're going to hear again and again. His uh, value will have rocketed. Oh, he was fantastic. Yeah. His movement was brilliant. His finishes were excellent. You know, he was a proper striker's performance. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt of that. And if they're going to play with that one striker and try and play with that energy, but. Don't be surprised. Ronaldo's still got something to say in this competition. You, you know? reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just Listen. see him there just training at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he's still yeah. got something to do in this. Whether it's good, bad or different, I don't know, but he's got still, that, that story's not finished yet, you know. It never is with these guys because they always produce. And you notice, look at all the games, the big European games, mm. where they've, people have always been, oh, they're going to produce this, they're going to produce it. They've always produced. It's like Gareth Bale producing in cup finals and whatever. And the top players all do that. So... Messi and him have still got something he's a big say on this competition that's for sure here's the big talking point today have you watched the Harry and Meghan docu-series no, yet unfortunately, it not dropped this morning 8am <laughs> that's not the sort of thing that's in my bin you know what I mean oh, I don't watch that sort of stuff the Mind controversy <laughs> but in football it's about Messi isn't it it's Absolutely. about Ronaldo still but the new guard are coming through as well some of the other headlines today the South Korean uh, striker we've spoken about him Cho Gui Sung he's been speaking about uh, speculation about coming to Celtic and other places he said I haven't heard anything about European clubs however as a player I naturally have a dream to go out on the world stage and face world class players entering the European stage has been a dream since I was young I want to go any place where I can improve my skills and grow I see his father was reported as saying Celtic style of football would suit you down to the ground and obviously the boys it's here as well that, yeah. that, that, that's the big pull as well and the manager knows them very well he knows their, their work ethic that they've already got naturally you know they know the way they live and you have to buy into that and Ange had done that when he went when he was abroad in Japan obviously he knew the way they have to live and what the things they look for we're not as open-minded. We're a wee bit singular and think everybody should do what we do. But you have to learn to cope. And as I say, I think the success of the boys that's been here have been fantastic. And it was great. That's why it was fantastic for me to get a goal other night because yeah. he works his socks off. And you can see why the manager picked him. And people, are, the, the argument about Kyogo going, 
Yeah. I can see the reason why the manager didn't take why? him because the way they played, they played deep. You know, they played like, and somebody made it, and it was something I was thinking. I'm thinking, look at this, what system they're playing about. It was, I thought it was Craig Levine, actually, because it was, <laughs> four, no, because it was four, but Craig yeah. got stuck for it because he said 4 6 0. But they're playing like a 4 3 3 0 because they don't play with any strikers. Yeah. They all drop off, which happens. Mieda drops off, but then he's the first spring. But then he will then. go yeah. and he'll close the goalkeeper. And he'd done that fantastically well. His link play wasn't as good as it should be. You know, I missed a couple of half chances, but then he got his goal. So you were delighted for him, you know what I mean? So, and you can see, as I say, that's why it's remiss of us to have an argument against why Kyogo didn't go sure. and Mieda did go. You know, that tells you that the manager maybe plays a set slightly different style and made the style was going to suit more than Kyogo's style. The other games, Saturday then, Morocco against Portugal in the World Cup quarterfinals at three, and then seven o'clock, England against France. That's going to be some game. You'll be watching it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Morocco, listen, I thought Morocco yeah. defensively were brilliant mm. the other night there, but let me tell you, there were a handful going forward mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, they brought in a big striker, had a couple of chances, they just were offside, but their organisation and shape was magnificent. They made them work really, really hard. And Portugal know they're in the game. And the thing is, we talk about support, we talk about Celtic many times, and we talk about Rangers many times, going to Parkhead and Ibrox and whatever. And the noise oh. in the stadium is brilliant. But phenomenal, oh, they? Phenomenal, phenomenal. It's like a home game for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't really know how much that's going to impact it because that lifts you when you're tired. People say they're tired, they've mm-hmm. worked 120 minutes, they've had penalty kicks. But that was that support behind them, that pushes mountains for you. Will we see more players from the African nations coming to... British football, English as well as Scottish. I mean, we've seen some already. Could there be even more? I think the biggest problem you've always got, Paul, is financially. Yeah. You know, because people think these boys are on buttons. You should see the money they get in Egypt yeah. and all these places where we don't even look upon as a, you know... And Egypt a, as well, all, yeah. All these... Uh-huh. All, all mm. the, Turkey. Phenomenal money. Yeah. Phenomenal. And they all play there. If, and that's where I think we do we wet, wet behind the ears. We see these guys maybe for the first time. If you're not a football follower, yeah. you don't really know their names. And I said that to you about international football. Mm-hmm. When you get into the international team, you're sitting there thinking, oh, he plays it. There's about 10 of them playing in the Bundesliga. Sure. There's yeah. such and such playing, yeah. you know. And people don't realise that because yeah. it's not the Israel or it's not the Albania 100 years ago yes. or, or not, sure. maybe 50, even 30 yeah. years ago. When I started out, you know, remember Celtic drew a team in Albania. Yeah, um, of course. Tirana. Tirana. Yeah. You know, Tirana. And people have never heard of them. Of course, that you know? did seem... Absolutely, like... as if it's another part of the world. Yeah, um, you know yeah. what I mean? We went to Georgia with Batumi, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And all these places, look, but now, all of a sudden, these guys all can play at a high level and they're all quality players. But still, affordability is still going to be the problem for us. Not the, the, the scouting, knowing who the players are. It's affordability. So Rangers back in action in just a couple of days. First game in charge for Michael Beale. Bayer Leverkusen, a friendly at the weekend um, at Ibrox. So that's a one o'clock on Saturday for Rangers. Barisic obviously won't be there. I mean, it looked as though he'd be leaving in the summer. He didn't. He's been in and out. Um, but the story of the season so far with GVB leaving two weeks ago, the new manager in, and it's been so many injuries. I wonder what stamp Michael Beale's going to put on the club Peter, we'll talk about that during the next hour. And Rangers fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And for Celtic, nine points clear. You've made it clear. You think the title, well, Celtic will win the title. Oh, and I think done. most people do. The title's done. In my eyes, that's the way I feel, you know. I, I just can't see Celtic throwing nine points. And I know people always throw back, as we spoke about yeah. last week, there's three uh, Celtic Rangers games mm-hmm. left. I understand that. Celtic have got a better squad. Keep everybody fit. They've got hopefully Callum McGregor come back. They've added to their squad as well. 
you know, which is very important. But the most important thing is always keeping your players fit. And I think Celtic have got the strongest squad without a shadow of a doubt. And for Rangers, would you agree with Barry Ferguson that's probably loans more than signings that will come in January? They've been in discussions apparently with an Algerian star, Ahmed Kenducci, 23-year-old, um, but it's reckoned it would be a loan rather than yeah, a I think, signing. I think that's yeah. what it will be. And you'll probably see what Michael will do because Michael's been involved with the youths and that down in England quite a lot. You know, So he knows the academy players. They've talked about Josh Anoma. Norma, I think that's how you yeah. say it from Fulham who's not been again at game at Fulham and that's the type of guys he's probably going to have to get would he be a good signing sorry you yeah, know him yeah you've worked with him yeah no yeah. I, I know him he came yeah. after I was there okay. Paul but I know him for a long time he's been about the game for a long time as a young player he was one of these ones that was always spoke about but he's, it's these type of guys that he's probably going to have to get you know that he's going to have to go uh, get because he'll know the ones that's not maybe in the 25 not playing as often you know not getting stripped on the Saturday right. yeah. And because he's been down in that area recently, he'll know the ones at Fulham because it's just along the road, obviously, with sure. Queen's Park Rangers. So who's who's there? Who who can we get out of there? And that's the ones he'll need to look at. He'll need to look at the Premier League. Who's the guys I can go out of the Premier League at this moment in time for maybe the next four months, five months? That's what I need to try and bolster the squad that I've got. And he's going to hope, like Gio did, that he was going to have these players available that's been injured because they'll be big players for him and the ones that's been injured. But they've been out a long time and it's never easy, especially when you've got four or five coming back at the one time. It's different if you've got one guy sure. that's been out. But if it's four or five guys coming back at the one, it's always difficult, even though it's great to have them back, but it's always difficult to get their performances to a level that you need to compete and to go and win things. That's what I think. Peter Grant, it's great talking World Cup, but nothing beats talking about the Premiership. And one week from now, if you're on in the Thursday night, we'll be getting ready for the kick-off, the first game, Rangers against Hibs. More from Peter, and also news about VAR and the Scottish Cup next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. This is the Go Radio Football Show from the heart of Glasgow and the new Gorbals or the Gorbals just over from the city centre. Paul Cooney in the studio with Peter Grant, former Celtic. And so many other clubs as well. I was going to get oh. into the whole thing, but we're only in the one hour special. After 32, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so many top clubs you played for and in management as well. But we're lucky to have Peter with us. And this time tomorrow night, Stephen McGinn will be with us, the Falkirk captain. And that's not an easy division to get out of, is it, for, for, for anyone? And you have managed in that division. They're all the same, Paul. As I said to you, the championship, the first division, yeah. they're very, very difficult. You know, the players... It's for certain reasons they stay at that mm -hmm. level because the jobs are the, the, the monies are beneficial to be part time so they can get their job for by, but they're very good players. It doesn't mean they've been all been good players, and that's the problem because you think, Oh, we're playing with a part time club here, but all of a sudden you realize <laughs> that they're as good as anybody that's full time. But they decided these players decided, and that was one of the reasons I took my intimation at Alawa was to find out that side of it because I'd never been part time, I'd never worked with part time players, and it was an yeah. eye opener the amount of work. They do their self or buy away from actually their football. Mm. And then the preparation, like coming in at half past four in the morning and they're going to come to play with us on the, the Saturday afternoon, which is quite incredible. It's phenomenal, actually. isn't it? Oh, phen phenomenal. Some of the prima donnas, not just in football, you know, in public life or just, we can all complain about stuff. When you realise what the players do and it happens, look, I'm not comparing it with working as, as a nurse or whatever, but there's a real commitment there, isn't it? And they're working for, you know, a tiny, a fraction of what, Absolutely, others get, and they love. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They love of the game, their enthusiasm for it, and that was the one thing for me. I, I loved watching them train because 
their enthusiasm for it after a day's work and some of the days were 15 hours maybe longer for some of them and then some of them were just going straight from training after a freezing cold night like tonight with mm. snow on the ground everything you name it and then they were going straight straight to work from it to do the night shift so it was a great eye-opener and it was fantastic to see their enthusiasm for it and that's why I've got great respect for them all. So the Premiership will be back a week tonight and before we know it, Peter, we'll be into the new year and the Scottish Cup will be back in focus and there's news today about VAR which is going to be introduced in the Scottish Cup but in some of the games and to clarify it, young Declan McConville, young reporter from our newsroom is with us. Good evening, Declan. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. What's happening then on VAR? Because not every tie in the fourth round will have VAR. What's the criteria? So this came out today. Um, around VAR, obviously, it's caused a, a good bit of controversy mm. since it's been introduced in the, the Premiership initially. Um, it's been called a, making a mockery of the Scottish Cup, this uh, latest news. It means that if a Premier League club's game is live on television, okay. um, the VAR will be in operation. So, for example, sorry, Darvel against Aberdeen, is there VAR? No, there's not VAR. So it's only Premiership clubs who have their game on the television. So even Premiership clubs who are not on TV um, will then need to foot a bill of £10,000 or split between both uh, both sides for, for that bill. So right, hold that there then. Peter, your immediate reaction to that? Why have it in some games and not others? Does it surprise you, Paul? No. But we've said it, it we've said it for do day one. The biggest problem I've got with it, Yes, it does surprise me actually. Sorry. Yeah, but that, does, that's yeah. the biggest problem I've got with it. And I said that to you before it came out. That's yeah. why I'd never had it. People say I've moved, we've got to move with the times. That's fine. You've got to move with the times. But getting so much wrong still. And it's worse because what do fans want to come? They want to come and see the excitement of scoring a goal, controversy. People say, what do you do about con That's football. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's football's controversy. You know, that's it. And I know the amount of money that's involved. It's not like England where you could get relegated and you lose 100 million. We're not like that up here. You know, sort of yeah, thing. Sure. So I think there's a problem but the VAR way it is. So if you're playing in one game, you can get knocked out and there's no decision against you because it was a bad decision. Mm -hmm. So say it's a Darvel against an Aberdeen and they could get a, a return game yeah. and they don't all of a sudden get that money from it. What, why was that? Why is it, oh, well, we never had VAR at that particular game. And that's what I'm saying, it's caused more hassle. Everybody's talking about VAR and that's the thing it was supposed to stop talking about. We were supposed to talk about bad refereeing decisions yeah. and bad referees. Now we're just talking about bad VAR and now we're talking about well, it's not bad VAR because it, VAR wasn't at that game, but it was sure. at that game. Exactly. <laughs> so, th so that doesn't make sense. So you ask me, am I surprised? Yeah, I'm surprised. It should either be right across the the, the fourth round, or all the clubs, out. Or, no, or not. Just not use it. Declan, so what if, um, give me an, another example of a game. So or Cel Celtic, for example. So Celtic home. will play yeah. Morton at home okay. in the Scottish Cup. It will likely be in operation there as, as Rangers. Um, yeah. I think they take on St Johnston, likely to be That's in operation right. there. Yeah. At Ibrox. At Ibrox, I think. But for instance, Dundee United playing University of Stirling at Tannadice, yep. if they want to use the VAR, mm -hmm. they're going to need to be sent to University of Stirling to cough up five grand, or Dundee United themselves will have to foot the bill. Well, there's no any chance of that, Peter. It's incredible, Paul. No. You know, yeah. but as you, you rightly say, the rule should be for everybody. Yeah. This is when pe people say one rule for all. Right, fine. Everybody, there's no VAR. There's no VAR for this. We have to suck it and see. And I'll tell you what, I think the supporters would be delighted if there was no VAR. <laughs> Do you think you so? Know? Yeah, because again, back to when a player scores then we know it's a goal if the line does not get his flag up if the referee's given the goal we don't need to worry about going to the side or the player's got to wait 10 minutes to celebrate with his supporters and that's taking all the, that enjoyment away from me you watch even in the World Cup they're looking around thinking am I onside and they can be onside by about 10 yards 
But it's the first thing they look for before they celebrate is to see, oh, I'm offside here or whatever. And that can't be that way. But in this situation, there should be no VAR used whatsoever unless everybody's using it. Of course, that game, when I think about it, I had all the fixtures, Chris, until today, St. Johnson Rangers. So I'm pretty sure that game is in Perth. Right. But it's the same principle, isn't it? Um, as a football fan as well, what do you feel, Declan? Do you on VAR? Do you on this on the fourth round? Would you rather it, it, it was there at some of the games if it's live on telly? If the clubs can afford it, I think the universal laws of the game need to be applied to each of these uh, fourth round matches, Paul. And you, you can't have some that that will have VAR in place. I mean, we were talking earlier, myself and Peter, being a former manager, you know, with them filming in Alloa and. Cup games are special for these clubs. It's good to have if you've got a big team in town, whether it's Celtic or Rangers, and if you know it's one of these decisions towards the end of the game it's nil-nil and you're chopped mm -hmm. off or offside and that's you out the cup you know you're talking livelihoods you're talking that extra cash boost that club gets and they're just to, to me it's just ludicrous again I, I ask questions um, about VAR and about preparation of VAR um, in Scottish football again That was your story we were working on today I know the Express have been on it as well anything else from it there? Action intrepid roving reporter. He's one to yeah, watch, Peter. Oh, absolutely. You and better be careful. Knowledge. You hear that? You know, universal laws of the game. <laughs> absolutely. Steady Big words exactly. I was looking at you. <laughs> Anything else from that story? It's, no, it's a good I, talking I, I point. Think some yep. former referees, um, Conroy came out to say. Oh, is that Stephen Conroy? Yeah, yeah. Stephen Conroy said that it made absolutely no sense. You wonder who signs these things off. It's madness. So even again, you're hearing former officials coming out and, and slating it, Paul. So. You know, I, I don't know what some of the smaller clubs will, will make of this. You know, Darvel's the one, as you said earlier, going to have Aberdeen in town. And mm -hmm. if you're talking any dodgy decisions and it could have progressed them to the, the fifth round of the cup, they wouldn't be happy. Or even a replay mm -hmm. to get more money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because remember we used to say that these clubs getting a replay was like five years' money to them. You know? That's right. And yeah. now all of a sudden they could be done away with that. And I, I always think, that, that, listen, we all, when it goes against us, we go crazy when a referee's decision, and there's been many. Uh, went against as you moaned about it and you great about it of course you did but that was part of the game that's what everybody talked about in the pub or you always moaned of course I did you know because it was nine times out of ten right of course <laughs> <laughs> so Hibs Hearts they will have it just to clarify Declan uh, they'll have it do they have to pay more money for it then no, no. Uh, as far as I'm, uh, I know that the Premiership clubs who already obviously have it set up at their stadium, Paul, yeah. it's paid for because of the TV. So yeah, it's Edinburgh Derby will be That's fine. Right. Yeah, uh, both the technologies there. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, um, should be on Saturday the twenty first of January. I think some of them will move for television. Good story, Declan. But look at that you. as well, Paul. Talk yeah. about that. Go to the World Cup. We're talking about the World Cup. Yeah, the Japan goal. We're oh. talking about. Yeah. So they said the ball was in, and they showed you pictures mm -hmm. two days later. Sure. They saying that that showed you how the ball was in. They should have showed them right for the start. So why didn't they? Because at the match, everyone agreed the ball was out. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So why let the hassle of what it caused for two days? And you start saying to yourself, oh, did they make that up? Did you just move that ball there or did you fix the lines that way? Conspiracy. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what it becomes, Paul, because it, there's, there's no trust in it. You know, human error has always been there. Mm -hmm. I, I know. <laughs> well, of, <laughs> of course, course of everyone course, most of it. No, it's hardly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but as I say, yeah. so these things happen. That's life, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And you get punished for making mistakes and vice versa. And some things have not. We go back to George Cadet's goal at Ibrox all these years ago, the controversy. People still talk about it yet. You know, it was a volley into the net, it wasn't offside. And we know all these mm -hmm. things. But that was part of it, yeah. you know. John Hartson comes in here and still talks about, you know, a goal that was chalked off, he thinks was on. Barry, but, occasionally. Uh, absolutely, Barry, well, well yeah. Rangers and whatever, handballs yeah. or whatever. And that, that was part of football. But now we're just talking about VAR. Mm. 
you know thing we never heard of VAR and referees I hear more about that than the games the first thing I hear people talking about they don't say oh Paul Cooney had a good game today or well, Declan had a good yeah, game sure. today yeah. you know so what about that VAR but it's here to stay but unfortunately <laughs> but as I said to you many times I thought it was for the ball being over the line Yeah, that's what I thought or an 18 yard box that's fine but now we're you see running for the halfway line you've seen that there was an incident was it, I don't know if it was last week in the World Cup the player ran through and we spoke about it before they played, kept playing on even though he was off and he ran into the goalkeeper yeah. and it could have been catastrophic you know, for both of them yeah. you know, but then they put the flag up for about 30 yards back and you're thinking wow why we got it so the 18 yard box the ball went over the line England World Cup winning mm. the World Cup obviously when the ball was new over all the wee things like that Saying, Are you saying England are winning the World Cup? Did no, I hear you no, right? I said when they won that World Cup and they shouldn't have won it. Oh, <laughs> because the ball was over the line. <laughs> well, you, the man, you, weren't, you weren't born. I was one. You were, well, I yeah. was one, so I was there. I have watched yeah. on the tell. <laughs> the ball wasn't over, but that's what I'm saying. So there's possibilities like that that you'll always talk about. Mm. But unfortunately, it's 10 over now. The magic of the cup, though, will be there. VAR or no VAR. I'm not sure why you would pay for VAR. You know, for let's say Darvel against Aberdeen, I don't know. Declan, would you if you were involved in it? I again, I think you know, supporters are the ones that are being forgotten about in this mm -hmm. conversation. You, you want to be able to celebrate goals, you want to, to feel that you know, that magic of the yeah. cup as you talk about mm -hmm. there, Paul. Um, and I think you know, big decisions has VAR sure. got the big decisions right in Scottish football as of yet. I think a lot of fans would say no. Um, so probably for this one, um. Some of the oh. Premiership clubs will be thinking, nah, just leave it. Just well, on the line ahead. now, Nick Walsh. Uh, well, <laughs> I, no, but as I said to Paul, because yeah. I was down in England for so long yeah. and I'd be seen it down there and I was talking about a game at six minutes or seven minutes the game before it got kicked off again with VAR. You should have mentioned West Ham, Norwich and all the other teams. <laughs> yeah. uh, doing well, Declan, but uh, remember, talk up there. Sorry, Peter, back to you. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, well, happened yeah. because no one down there when it started yeah. and I told you the problems it would cause. Mm -hmm. There's still the biggest problems to come for us. And I'm telling you, the Celtic, Rangers, Celtic, Celtic Rangers game. January 2nd. But whatever happens, and there's a decision on VAR, you know, rightly or wrongly gets it wrong, who's going to make it? You know, who's yep. going to make it? The last kick of the game, it's so important. It's a nil-nil with a minute to go or a, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a big decision. And you see the referee going over to look at the screen. Could you imagine that being at Oof. Ibrox or Celtic yeah. Park? And it's for that particular team and he's going to change his mind. <laughs> All the best. Sure. But not only the best to him, the boy it's working VAR. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the problem we're always... And I just think it causes more hassles for the referees now than it's ever done. And as I say, I still think the quality of them should be a lot better. Um, and I think that's getting worse now because we're getting so many mistakes getting overturned now and so many decisions getting overturned when they get back to VAR. That tells me then they've not got the first decision right. And that, that shouldn't be the case. Oh, Peter, here's messages coming in saying, oh, Declan sounds really good. Any chance of getting rid of Paul? This is some good <laughs> stuff coming in from Tracy, who's on saying, really enjoying uh, Declan on the show. So that's that's terrific. Cheers, Tracy. Uh, <laughs> We've obviously yeah. finished. We've been muted. <laughs> Magic of the Cup. And I don't know the answer, Peter. Um, of course, you were at Celtic all your career in Scotland. Did you have a magical event in the Cup? I'm trying to think of surprises, but because you were at Celtic, it wouldn't be a surprise at any time. Was there a magic? Probably the surprise was winning yeah. it in '95 because we hadn't won it for six years. Yeah, and it was Airdrie. Yeah, we hadn't yeah. won it for six years. Yeah. That, that's the biggest. That was that was the biggest thing. Paul going through that. Were you As worried? A, sorry, there was a hoodoo on you. Yeah, I was a young kid. You always yeah. thought Celtic would be winning the trophies year in year out. That was the way you dreamt. That's what you were brought up. That's what you wanted to continue. And unfortunately, during that period, that wasn't the case. And that's why there was so much relief, you know, and there was so much pressure on. So mm -hmm. I understand that. So that's life. Um, but yeah. magical moments the cup was always as a kid talk about the Scottish Cup 
that was my dream. And people always say, well, to play in a Scottish Cup final against Rangers at Hamden Park and win it. You know, I managed to do that in 89. You know, but that was that was always a dream as a kid because every Cup final you've seen, because English won and the Scottish one was in the same day. The build-up was fantastic. And then, as a young, young kid, you're out the back, want to be that particular player, you know, whether it was a Danny McGrain or a Billy McNeil, Andy Lynch scoring a penalty, whatever. I wanted to be all the guys, you know. And that, that's what you went up the back. As soon as the final whistle went, you were out the back, and that's what you played on. But the dream was a Scottish Cup final against Rangers and beating them. Nah, but 89. Hand. Was that the yeah. Joe Miller? Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. yes. As quick as I moved, trying to catch Joe to stop him getting into the supporters. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Barry has often said, Cup final day, it's always sunny. In your memory it is, and to win the Scottish Cup must be amazing. Declan, if we take out Rangers and Celtic for this coming year, who do you think could have a magical cup run? I think Aber- Aberdeen looked good this season, right. Paul. I think they've had a you know decent start of the season under Jim Goodwin. Um, I see the Aidan McGeady's back for Hibs. Yeah. Um, Hibs is form, you know, it's been up and down this season, but they, they look okay. Um, yeah, you need to go by one of the Edinburgh teams and obviously... Hearts got to the final last season. I think they're always in with a shout having played uh, European football the first part of this season. Um, that'll have you know, given them some preparation and a, a flavour of what could be to come if, if they get there again. But yeah, the Edinburgh clubs are always in with the mix and you know, Aberdeen's got a tough uh, tie away to Darvo but mm-hmm. you need to say that they're always a contender for the cup. So you'd go for the, the dodge. Are you related to Jim Goodwin? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only kidding. And of course, Aberdeen won it a year or two later didn't they the cup but anyway and the Beatles um, in Perley's 9-8 yep Aidan McGeady back for Hibs today good shout there Declan he came on um, in the mid-season friendly over Aith Rovers valuable minutes ahead of SPFL someone tells me here before the game next week and Aidan McGeady was in that very chair where you are Peter a couple of months ago just after he got that injury be great to see him back he was a terrific player yeah I was at the game he injured he played it, it was against Clyde at the start of the season in the Cup yep. and I went to see um, Raymond's Raymond's hundreds game for Clyde and, yep. Sel- and Your son. Peter's first yep. and the rated went off very early in the game and then unfortunately you read about his injury but very talented boy what a special player yeah he was a talented mm-hmm. boy you know fortunate enough I worked with him in the short period as there with Tony as well you know yeah. so him and Sean in both wings and it was it looked really exciting especially the first day we played I remember we played Aberdeen away I think it was and we, we won 3-1 three, three I think it was yeah and uh, the two of them were electric that day, you know. And we just thought, we were just hoping that was going to continue for the rest of that yeah. season, but unfortunately, it wasn't to be. You know the voice, Peter Grant. You heard Declan. We'll hear much more Declan before we go to the break. Declan, who is going to win the World Cup? Well, you know, I think at this point in time, just now, Paul Brazil look mm-hmm. the team to beat. I think what Peter said earlier about Vinicius and um, Rafinha, they, they look a really good side, and obviously Neymar might be coming back too, which would be a huge yeah. boost for them. Argentina were, were my pick before the World mm-hmm. Cup um, obviously off to a stinker against Saudi Arabia they seem to have picked themselves <laughs> back up um, but again you know watch them against Australia I, I can't say I was that impressed I thought Australia yeah. gave them a right good game you, you know you've always got a bit of magic with Leno Messi and your team yeah. um, but Brazil to me just have so much strength and depth but that could be a tasty semi-final It's the Go Radio Football Show Thanks Declan the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show, your Christmas station, your World Cup station. Well, we're not live from Qatar, but uh, minus one and a half at the moment, Peter Grant, as we look at the thermometer. Uh, but where else would you want to be? We're just one week Qatar. away. From that. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> all right, lose that line, Paul. Scrap that bit. Yeah, 
Um, can you believe a couple of weeks still to go from the World Cup? I think we are all beginning to enjoy it more. I'm not saying we weren't, but I don't think it was as good as we expected. I think it was because of the time difference, the fact that it's happening. December, it's just it alien to weird, us. But I think yeah. football fans, yeah. once a, a match comes on the television, everybody wants to watch it yeah. and everybody wants to see it. And the, the evening games have been good time for the people that's been at work. Most people, you know, like to see a match and they've been at three o'clock and seven o'clock. So it's not been too late, you know, try to keep the kids, you know, from going yeah. to bed and all mm-hmm. that. So the games are finished at nine o'clock, which has been good in some respects. But the other side of it is football's football. When you've sure. seen the best players playing, what else can you ask for? Yeah. You know? I watched um, Wales' first game um, against the uh, USA when I was in the west coast of America and it was fantastic the number of people who were watching it it was a decent time it was 11 in the morning but the Americans not, I don't mean they fancied themselves but it is becoming more popular over there soccer as they call it but uh, it's it'll never take over will it from from the baseball and the American football but the amount of people that play it Paul at younger levels yeah. you know, and girls f- as well f- oh, young you know, women that's what I'm yeah. saying the amount of people in general who play is phenomenal everywhere you go in America and the facilities are first class you know they're really well looked after and you can see a lot of American players coming Borussia Dortmund have done it for many years a lot of American players Mm -hmm. you know so there's a hell of a lot of good players over there and I think it's only going to get bigger and and, uh, listen in our time could they win it they probably could because of yeah. the size it is, sure. it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. you the amount of money they put into it, they probably could. The preparation for this one, I think, has been more geared towards the next one mm-hmm. because it's in America, am I right, Canada and Mexico? Yes, that's right, on the Americas, you know? you're right. So yep. I think there's been a lot of preparation for this one with the young group they went in uh, to this squad, apart from probably Tim Ream, Tim yeah. was, I was at Fulham, Tim's 35, 36 now. So apart from Tim, you're, mm-hmm. there's not many... Above that side of 30, most of them are 20s, early 20s. The James know. Sands will be pushing for it. Cameron Carter-Vickers, Fantastic. who appeared. Absolutely. Unlucky to miss the last yeah, game, because wasn't he? Then yeah. It was brilliant what the manager said, why he picked him mm-hmm. in the, the particular game. Because what did he say? He said that because the team they were playing against played with a low block, he used that word, yeah. I like deep defending, you know, they were defending deep. And he felt that Celtic are used to that every week and he felt that Cameron Carter-Vickers would be able to play with that and comfortable, more comfortable in possession Good. of the ball. So obviously shows you the managers watching the Celtic games and how Celtic play. So I think that's got to be great credit to the, the players that's got picked for it. And we've got, as you say, you've got a Celtic Rangers player involved tomorrow, which mm. is fantastic, you know. And well, let's see how they go on against the Brazilians. Peter, a long-running saga came to an end today, and and it's the the, the old Rangers, the the, the tax case. Uh, liquidators of the old operating company have finally settled their dispute with the tax authorities. They've agreed a £56 million deal with uh, HMRC, the, the tax, the revenue people. A total of £38 million less than the original £94.4 million claimed back in 2012. That's why I say, you know, the old company, the liquidated company. It's a long-running saga. We don't have enough time to go into it. I'm not sure we'll ever understand exactly what happened. But um, it was something that was, uh, it was a terrible day for Rangers, every Rangers fan. And I think for Scottish football as well, that a club of that size... Um, well, went through, went down the divisions. We don't have time to go into the whole yeah, story, but apparently that's the latest on it. So the it means that the creditors will get a bit more than they would have been getting. So it's not huge amounts of money, I don't think, but I think that is the end of it. The old company had appealed it and it had gone and they've now finally apparently reconciled that. 
but you could go on and on about it. We prefer to talk about the football Absolutely. unless you've got uh, no, anything. That, no, that's why I yeah. let Lorraine deal with the, the money. All right, okay. Let's get her on <laughs> the line. Talk about Lorraine, money. exactly. We might need Declan. Uh, you see get... my 52 pence for the papers. Yeah. That was what you used to get. Yeah, no, that was it. You let's two get, papers. Let's get Declan back. Is he on the bus to <laughs> Mary Hill? Yeah, get him back in here. He'll as know. long as he's talking about finance. More about it. Leave it. <laughs> keep that away from me. Yeah. This weekend, Rangers against Bayer Leverkusen. We mentioned uh, earlier on uh, Jeremy Frimpong, of course, with Leverkusen, but he's with uh, the Netherlands. We haven't seen him play and we may not do, but that'll be great experience for him. What are you looking for then? For Rangers this weekend, uh, for Michael Beale, what do you think he is looking to achieve for this game? Well, if I try and always put myself yeah. in that position, you know what I mean? Because you've been there before in the respect of managing or whatever. The thing you're looking for, what players have I got available? Mm -hmm. Because that's the big thing we all spoke about Gio on here. What players he's not sure. got available was a big problem for him. Is Michael going to have any of the players available to play? The some, players, yeah, yeah. They're going to get some minutes. That's the things he's going to look at. Is he going to play a certain style and shape? Because for me, that was the thing that Gio done better than when Steven mm -hmm. Gerrard and him were there. I think they were very predictable, even though what yeah. they'd done, they played a certain style, they played a certain system, and that was constant. I thought Gio had done that differently when they went into Europe, especially. He could flick between the three and whatever and play in the front three and whatever. Um, and I thought, that's what it does. I say they've done slightly differently. Will Michael adjust that with the players he's got available? I know he's obviously and he's got big calls to make because he's got Cholak there, he's got Morelas, and he, it's it's a different Morelas he's probably coming back to than it was there, you know, when Stephen Gerrard was there. Mm -hmm. So all the wee things like that, Cholak's been scoring the goals, you know. Everybody talked about Morelas' fitness and yeah. all the different things. So it's a different one he's coming back to there, and he knows that himself. And he has to deal with that. That's a big issue for them because they have only got the one what you would call out an out striker if Roof's not available, mm. and Roof's not been available for a hell of a long time. And will he ever be? I mean, we would we would hope so. We wouldn't absolutely. say that about any player. No, but... absolutely, you would hope so. Yeah. You I mean, listen, he's a talented boy. I've seen a lot of him down in England. Not just, I'm not saying an out and out goal scorer, but his work ethic. You know, you're playing against him. You know, you he made it difficult for defenders. I always thought these things, you know, when he played down south, and he'd done exceptionally well down there for a period. And I thought it was a great signing for Rangers to be perfectly honest with you. But unfortunately, the injuries, and I know through my own son who's had three horrendous injuries, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very, very difficult for these players. Because his goal stats are good when yeah. he plays. Absolutely. Yep. But that, you've got to give Cholak that credit. Mm -hmm. You know, as I say, he's for me, he's the number one striker. And that wasn't the case for Michael. We see the last time. So he's got to make a big decision. So all these big calls have got to come. I know he's got a couple of weeks on it, but that's what he's got to do. Listen, it's almost like silly season just now because we're a week away still from getting back to the Premiership action. But Rangers linked today with an MLS player, big, strong, powerful midfielder. He's a Slovakian and his name is, I'll give you the name in a second, uh, Jan Gregus. So that's just coming in. It's a report in Italy. We don't know if it's true, but Jan Gregus playing in the MLS with San Jose earthquakes so we don't know well but it depends when they stop well, I'm not yeah. you're probably more aware of that when they can play and when mm -hmm. they can't play when their season finishes maybe clubs want to continue to play yeah. and and Rangers have got I'm sure have maybe connections over mm -hmm. in America yeah. you know because they've sure. got supporters clubs over like Celtic do you know they have all these connections you know and these feeder clubs sort of thing someday I'll be looking over there and saying oh you should have a look at him and listen Michael's not he's been about the game he's, it's not as if when he left Rangers he stopped being involved in the game sure. he'll have seen the people that Villa were looking at and this yeah. lad played at Bolton Wanderers and Copenhagen it's in La Gazeta which sounds as though it knows what it's talking about absolutely but also the fact as I said he knows obviously because he's been in England he knows who the, the players that these clubs have been looking at at Villa 
at QPR? What players have they been looking at? What players have they been sent for England? Now all of a sudden he may be sneaking in there to take them back mm-hmm. up to Scotland, yeah. which you would do. That's part and parcel of it, you know, if you think the player's good enough for you. But as I say, it takes a, t- a special type of player to come up to Glasgow to play for either Celtic or Rangers. It's not just a footballer, it's the mentality it has got to go along with as well, especially because they're coming in to play under pressure. Let's mm-hmm. not be kidded. Even though Michael's a new manager, they're under pressure, they're nine points behind. They are chasing and they won't catch, I don't think, as I said to you, they won't catch, so it's going to be tough for them. And it's dealing with that pressure when you're not being successful here is the most important thing. I don't think anyone thinks, that, not many people think uh, that they will be caught, but you never know. And the Rangers fans, if they go off to a good start against Hibs next week, how huge is that game for them at Ibrox Massive, massive. It's, listen, every time you play for Celtic, I told mm, you, when you're the champions, you're the champions yep. for six weeks or five weeks. Mm-hmm. That's all you are, because all of a sudden you've got to go again and do it again. If you win one week, you've got to go and win the next week. That's the way it is, and that never changes. And I say that about managers and coaches. If you're there for four years, you've got to win for four years. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it is, and that'll, that'll never ever change. And some people can handle it, and some people can't. Gikamakis, do you think that he could be on his way? His performances, you showed. I hope he stays yeah. because I thought he's done terrific. And as I said many times, been the Erdesvay top goal scorer and a team relegated. Big shout that, you know, that's massive amount of goal scoring being able to do that because it means you're not getting a lot of chances but every chance you're getting and I think he's always looked a threat since he came in. I think it was Aloha game that probably changed it for him but people always say that but I thought that was the first time early crosses were coming in. You know, it was a natural left sider that put the cross in and Jack Amakis was making their runs across the front post. Giroud does it, similar by the way for um, France. He's a big Tall, obviously, striker. Everybody thinks he's going to peel it to the back post, mm-hmm. but he runs across the front post, and Jack Amakis does the exact same thing, and he gets his goals from that. So, on his performances, and if he keeps performing the way he has done, I hope they keep him because I think he's a big player for them. I mean, and different to what Kyogo is. It's not as if it's two players that's similar. I think it's different types of players, and that gives you that option to play either or. The big kickoff next week, and then the other teams in the Premiership play on the Saturday, not least Aberdeen up against Celtic this weekend Peter there's great excitement in the championship in that look at the table which you know well Air United on 32 points after 17 and then Dundee on 31 Queen's Park on 30 Morton on 29 and Partick Thistle on 24 seven of the eight directors disappeared yesterday Uh, one staying on Jerry Britton still the CEO we won't have time to go into that Um, what do you think at the top of the table this weekend look at the games so we've got Air United are at Partick Thistle well, as I said to you, Paul, at the start of the season, we're talking about it. Does any result surprise you? If top's playing no, bottom, no. there's no way I'd even put a coupon on. Yeah. <laughs> no respect to that. Hamilton, you know, bottom. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. But you'd never know. I mean, I watched Hamilton and Morton eh, at the start of the season, and it was right early. The two teams hadn't settled yet. And you're thinking, not great quality in that particular day. They had a lot of players struggling. So you never thought Morton, and then Morton were reading, leading the league. It was incredible. You know, but that shows you the fine line between every single team in it. So any result in that, that championship, when it goes, people say, oh, there's a surprise result. It doesn't surprise me. No. You know, mm. it doesn't surprise us in the least. There's Dundee against Cove Rangers. Hamilton, we mentioned, against Inverness. Morton against Queen's Park. Patrick Thistle against Air United. And Wraith Rovers against... I'm delighted for Abro- Jimmy McIntyre because Jimmy's yeah. been out of the game for a long time and Jimmy's a fantastic football man and... Jimmy was down at, but now God rest Tommy when we were at Reading. Tommy signed him down at Reading, so Jimmy was a teammate of mine for a little while, you know, at, at Reading. Bunch, but uh, yeah. Jimmy McIntyre was a fantastic guy, a great football man, but, but yet again found himself out of the game for a little while. 
um, after being very successful so delighted that he's back in at Cove and doing well for them Let's get that final word again Declan recapping on VAR we will see it in the Scottish Cup but only in some of the games Yep, all of the televised games Paul um, and if the other Premiership clubs want to uh, have it in place they'll need to pay for it so if they want to fit the bill go for it but I don't think a lot of them will be and it's around what £10,000 £10,000 yeah. Declan thanks for joining us tonight yes. we'll hear from you again I hope not Paul because he was too good. I was terrific <laughs> love that Some, it's great isn't it developing talent as we have done over the years that's what it's all about Absolutely. Peter you're developing talent will you come back next week we're delighted Paul if I must look forward to it and I wonder who so this weekend who's going through then in the World Cup final point with you who's it going to be Croatia, Brazil I'm going to go for Brazil Yes. I'm going to go for France. Yes. Oh, who else? Who, who else will be going? Yep. Who else? We're going we for, we've got Morocco, Ar- Argentina, Portugal. Argentina. Yep. And I'm going to go for Morocco. Right. Oh, wow. Bit of a surprise there. Yeah. Okay. We'll find out next week. I'm going to go for Morocco. I've just got to cause you the support. Okay. And the Falkirk captain will be up against one of your old teams. He'll be with us tomorrow night, live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Buy your next car completely online at macklinmotors.com. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.